Hi everyone, I'm God Lover Kyle, and today we have Taylor Lorenz, a great culture writer who writes about culture that's affected in some way by the internet usually, or media. And yeah, do you want to say your prayer? Did you did you pick something to recite? Well, I really like this one that I just found. I googled American Girl prayer because I wanted to find, mm. I think one of the American Girl dolls like had a prayer in the book mm. somewhere. But I found this one, which is, keep praying, don't quit, miracles happen every day, so never stop believing God can change things in your life very quickly. It's a meme, and I guess you can buy a t-shirt with that on Etsy. Amen. Do you like the account Clit Kitridge or whatever? Yeah, I think that's where I saw it. That's what made me yeah. think of it. I should interview her. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I was never, I never She's had cool. an American Girl doll, and it's like a chip on my shoulder. When I turned twenty-five, my parents gave me a mini Samantha doll because they were like, "Your whole childhood, you complained that we wouldn't buy you this expensive doll." <laughs> you seem like someone who would definitely have had one. I know. They they were $84 or something, and my parents were like, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, I know. I think my sister my sister definitely had at least one, and then, you know, they're accompanied by books, so yeah. she definitely read the books, at least. Yeah. Oh, those are the times, I guess. <laughs> Great company doing some good work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great prayer. Okay. For every guest that I have on here, I just want to kind of talk about, I guess, people's just experiences growing up like how they encountered religion and dealt with it because something that people I feel like don't talk about enough and is super effective in people's lives so did you have any like orientation to spirituality when you were getting raised yeah well my family is um like my grandparents are Irish Catholic and so Mm. um and they're like an immigrant family um from Ireland and Germany and they yeah they were very Irish Catholic so I remember my grandmother had her like clada ring is that what it's called it's like some little like ring that you wear where it's like oh it's like what's it called um anyway it's just a ring that a lot of Irish Catholics wear it's like these two hands uh holding a heart but I wasn't really I I was kind of raised just general Christian Episcopalian And I went to Sunday school and stuff and I played bells in the choir, but I wasn't, I wasn't really that religious. Um, I was more spiritual. I used to think that I had a guardian angel. (laughs) Not anymore. I don't think so. I think, I think my angels left me honestly in recent years. Oh my gosh. I don't think they've left you. I think maybe you stopped talking to them as all. Maybe. But you kind of went through the motions of it all. In a yeah. Catholic way. Yeah. Ring the bells. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just, it was very, like, rigid, and I felt like church was kind of boring. I loved, like, the holidays, like, Palm Sunday yeah. and stuff, but... True. Um, Same. I'm, Catholic. I'm like, Roman Catholic, Italian Catholic, so... Yeah. Kind of similar thing. Totally. Like, it's pretty and fun sometimes, but as a teenager especially, I was kind of like, oh, no, I'm so, like, seen and emo, I'm not... <laughs> 
this isn't real <laughs> same I was just but like, I did do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay cool but and do you feel like that part of your childhood informs anything about you today or has left a mark on you in any certain way um I think like I had a lot of experiences that I feel like were really close calls Um, like with bad things happening or death or things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like when I was younger, that's when I thought I had this guardian angel. And so I think like having things like that happen, just like put into context your own mortality and you kind of like Mm -hmm. become more spiritual, but I wouldn't say like going to church did anything. Right. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah when you encounter things that are so hard to like integrate like death like you just said or you know it's obviously then the the spiritual really gets activated I feel like and yeah the terms with like how absurd everything is yeah I guess I like reached out to you because of your page Taylor Lorenz 3.0 which seems like a new effort on your part (laughs) and a real different kind of persona for you online wait really Uh, (laughs) like I mean I guess you're a very online person right you've been through it all and you got online and stayed online I feel like yeah so it's only natural for you to just go through everything as it's changing I guess and just go with it yeah, I kind of feel like this page, this like it's a, kind of like a shit post account. You yeah, know, would you call it that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've had so many pages like this, and I guess like I mean, this is how I started was on Tumblr, um, mm-hmm. making like meme pages and stuff like that, and um, and like single serving tumblers, and so mm-hmm. I guess like I've made so many Instagram accounts over the years, and. It's funny, like this one, I don't know, I think it was like nine months ago. I just, I had another page, Tortilla Chip something, and it got Mm -hmm. banned. I I was locked, Mm -hmm. I was getting locked out and banned of a lot of my pages. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to like link it to my offline identity because maybe I won't get banned Mm -hmm. as much. But I literally just got a strike this morning um, for posting something. So What What, for what? I posted this screenshot of a girl talking about Jeffrey Dahmer's like, sunglasses like she it was a screenshot (laughs) of a tiktok it It was yeah it was totally like benign i just thought it was crazy that this girl was like jeffrey dahmer aesthetic i was like that's yeah exactly it's a whole thing right now because yeah that show i guess i don't know people think it's funny (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of funny to be like his glasses were cool i guess yeah well I, it was said it was encouraging violent content, so RIP. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyway, oh my God. I yeah, I I have a bunch of Instagram pages and I have pages okay. on everything. I like. I'm definitely like a poster on the You're internet. You're a poster. Like I like to be I, in the mix and share. Yeah, of course. Like, could you do you remember any of like the tumblers you had? Were they like F yeah pizza? Yes. Pizza, no. Like... Yes, it was. They were so cringy. But yes, it was the whole like okay. fuck yeah era of yeah. Tumblr. Yeah, I was there. My friend, my friend from high school, she did fuck yeah pizza. Oh, that was probably I remember. Huge. And I think about that sometimes because I need God is kind of like fuck yeah God. <laughs> <laughs> if this was two thousand nine, this would have been a fuck yeah God Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like Instagram is just way like Tumblr. I just feel like Tumblr is back in a big way or something. I don't know if that makes sense or if you see it that way. No, I think you're right. I think like 
there's just a lot of respect for like curation and people like following accounts that curate funny content. There was a, definitely a lull for a few years. Um, mm-hmm. But now I feel like, yeah, it feels very Tumblr. Yeah, because it's not like photos of yourself or your life. You're like, people are making themed pages and just literally posting screenshots and then writing, sometimes writing huge captions. Like, it feels very like blog, like Tumblr blogs yeah. to me. Yeah. Except without credit. You can't like reblog. I know. That was the that was the best thing about Tumblr was the reblog and the ability to add things. Um, yeah, yeah, because like, I don't know, there's... I think, like, maybe one of the problems with Instagram is there's no, like, elegant way to source or credit things. Yeah. It's, like, you just have to write a caption with everyone's at in it or, like, you I know. tag the people, like, in the photos. Yeah, tag them in the photo. Yeah. I guess that's the one way. I just, I never do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate how, I feel like it's ugly. <laughs> no, it is ugly. I just do it so that people, I don't know, so they can easily, like, click through, but sometimes people don't want to be tagged and then a lot of times I just don't know like something just comes in a group chat and I'm like I have no idea where anyone right like the source isn't clear yeah yeah I'm glad I have a media expert on the line because I need someone to explain to me and maybe to the audience my audience even like what is I need God in every moment of my life why what why is it working (laughs) like yeah why do people like this I'm confused can you help I feel like religion, like people are into God and like Catholicism and certain religion, like there's an interesting God. I think everyone got more spiritual during the pandemic. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like there wasn't like your page is it's creative and like kind of tongue in cheek. And a lot of the other pages about God on Instagram are like Christian Instagram stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I feel like your page is kind of filling a unique void. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying, I feel like it's purposely trying to straddle a line that confuses people sometimes, honestly, like the comments, I can't believe how many comments are about like, is this real or not? It's like, that's not the point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) but it's like both. And that's fine. I think. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, make it clear for people who want to, I feel like. They're seeking answers. (laughs) But the question is the point, right? Yeah. It's, I I like it because they're all, it's like a themed page, but it's not, it's a loose theme. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, That's exactly right. I think too. It's just broad enough and I'm not, there's not like a particular side or it's taking, it's just everything. Yeah. 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 I feel like Taylor Lawrence 3.0 is just like, archival archaeology or something too (laughs) it's really i i i started that page because i wanted like i always would have a meme on my phone but i have too many screen you know too many like too much stuff in my camera roll and so i was like oh everything that i mean to send or like get from a group chat that i want to save like i'll just post it on this account and have like a public camera roll yeah that makes a lot of sense like in that way it is archival because you're like making memories out of your camera roll that would either just go, yeah, you know, so far back, eventually never see it again. Yeah. Um, kind of like the same way I Need God started, honestly, where it was just like, we were, were like, well, you just should make these public posts instead of sending them to each other. Yeah. You do, like your job, you do a lot of reporting about like social consequences of online life, right? Yeah. Um, 
and trying to bring stories to the forefront that probably maybe wouldn't even be told otherwise because people aren't reporting on like all these online activities the way you are why did you do that (laughs) what's up why did you take that like you you feel like do you feel called to do that by a higher power um no I well kind of I mean I as you mentioned I kind of got on the internet and never got off and and I really didn't get on the internet until after college like I had Facebook in college and stuff I wasn't like a total recluse and I I had like AIM growing up but okay I feel like AIM and Facebook and stuff it was more about connecting with your offline friends and I really wasn't like a GeoCities mm-hmm. person or like pe- MySpace. You like didn't a- go on Neopets at all? Oh my God, I did go on Neopets, but not like, okay. not that much. Like, I, okay. yeah, like I just wasn't, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like I wasn't interested in the, in anything to do with the internet very much growing up. Um, oh, okay. And then I, cause I was, I was trying to become an artist and I was like very oh. into painting and things like that. Oh, um, yeah. And then, yeah, after college, it was the recession and there was no jobs. So I was working all these really shitty temp jobs. And then mm. that's when I found Tumblr. Um, and that was 2009. And, um, and then that just kind of got me into everything. And I started just spending all my like 16 hours a day on Tumblr. And um, I saw the way that mm. like the media was writing about the internet. And I thought it was really stupid and bad and like always really condescending and it was clear they didn't know yeah. how things worked so um, yeah they still do kind of they know. still don't they still have no idea yeah, yeah. So, um I thought well I'll try and write some articles I was always doing social media stuff like once I got popular on tumblr and started to become like a known person on the internet mm. like had all these opportunities to do social media for brands. And so I was doing that and I didn't really, I wasn't a full-time writer for years. I was just freelancing on the side and blogging. And then, um, in 2017, I thought I'm just going to do this full time. And because I feel like people aren't taking it seriously. And I was mm. like, I was really frustrated by the fact that it like wasn't taken more seriously. Um, in 2017 and so I just thought I'm gonna do it full-time and see how it goes and then I've been doing it full-time ever since since. yeah cool so like tumblr was your entry really like you got addicted to tumblr at your jobs like common 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 thing that happened during that time actually yeah and you were that's cool you just parlayed it up and up and then you're like oh yeah I guess this is what I have to do (laughs) because it's not enough to complain about like not seeing something that needs to be seen like if you see it you you kind of it's up to you to just make it happen like make it real right yeah well there was like no respect for people that were doing cool stuff on the internet like people you know this is like way before as you know like it was cool to be like a youtuber like people would be made Mm -hmm. fun of for that stuff um and it was Mm -hmm. still so niche and like I always felt like that was cool and when I was big on Tumblr, a couple other people that were big on Tumblr were big YouTubers, and I just saw the way that, like, the media wrote about them, and I was like, no, I'm going to write articles that are, like, from the perspective of someone that actually knows what's going on and is actually talking to these people, not... Yeah, who, like, has a, a real social life online, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, um, it's Because it's interesting that the internet is real life, right? So it is, I guess that's kind of 
your intervention say like trying to show people who maybe don't get it because they didn't grow up using it like no these are like real things with real consequences (laughs) yeah I mean it's and it's like if you're doing something on the internet that's valid like when I was starting out people would always just be like oh she's just a blogger or she's a digital journalist which people don't even use that phrase anymore but in the first five years of my career like people were just saying that about me all the time. Like, oh, she doesn't write for print. She's just a digital journalist writing about internet stuff. And mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm right. a digital journalist. That's the, like, I don't That's care. All, every journalist never will be a digital journalist soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Ugh, that's so hilarious. Funny. Yeah, because I was thinking about, like, I honestly didn't know much about you before reaching out. I just knew your name from, like, a few media debacles and yeah. your page. So then I looked you up, I'm like, oh, like, your job is to interface with, like, boomers <laughs> to, like, try to put into language, like, that all this stuff is happening that they can't really parse without, like, a messenger almost. Yeah, it's funny. There's, like, two big misconceptions about what I do. And I think one is, like, just only in the past couple years. So for, like, the first, like, eight years of my career, everyone was like, oh, she's just a silly millennial journalist, millennial, millennial, like hating on like (laughs) sort of saying that as like oh like this child and then a couple years ago like really like 2019 it flipped and people started to associate me with like covering gen z which is very funny because like i literally just cover the same things that i've always covered but people associate Mm. it with like young people and i i also think it's funny people associate Mm. it with young people because like i cover so much the internet is not all young people like boomers on facebook you know, right. There's are powerful. Yes. And I write about yes. that and like mommy bloggers and, you know, these big lifestyle influencers and like also just like people like Trisha Paytas and Keemstar and like all these huge YouTubers, Shane Dawson, like Jeffree Star, mm-hmm. they're all in their late thirties and forties. Yes. Like they're aging. Yes. So it's just like, I mean, yes. denial that like, it's like almost like, yeah, like relegating it to youth culture only in your mind is like a denial of the reality that it's like as time goes on is going is central part of all all life of human life. Basically. Exactly, exactly. And I think like writing it off and writing the internet off as some like young people's thing just allows like older people or people that are like a little bit more out of touch to like dismiss it. And it's right. like I know. No. It's hard for them though. Like they don't I know my parents, at least, they're, like, 60-something. Yeah. And, yeah, like, (laughs) I fear for the future when I'm going to have to manage their digital lives because everything is online and they refuse to learn. So. Yeah. I am glad my parents aren't on Facebook. I would be kind of nervous that they'd be on. Oh, yeah. My mom mom is on Facebook. My dad has the YouTube algorithm. He's, like, an ancient alien person now, and he thinks... Elon Musk could be an alien and stuff from watching YouTube. <laughs> so it's it's interesting oh to see. <laughs> yeah. We're in a you really know, weird concerning. divided time. Like, I think there's this, like, weird bridge time period in human history where, like, mm-hmm. it's pre and post internet. And, like, we're all mm-hmm. alive during this, like, weird in-between stage. Yes. I mean, it's about as dis- more disruptive than the printing press, maybe. Like, it's a big adjustment it's going to take a long time for everyone to shift into it yeah yeah uh it's, yeah i guess it's cool yeah i like 
that's it's nice to think like oh i was born during an interesting time like even though it kind of there's a lot of suckiness about it at least it's like novel in a lot of ways yeah um that's true yeah and thinking about so like thinking about the social consequences of online life then i think about how you yourself like through your reporting of online life have become a at the top a topic of it yourself right like like maybe against your will uh <laughs> like through narrative force yeah um is that something like i'm kind of interested if you have any thoughts about like you know becoming being vulnerable by putting your name by being public and uh kind of yeah the, the the violence that could happen uh from being online basically putting your body on the line basically <laughs> it is really weird i like i'm trying to think how to say it um I think in the beginning, like I'm, I'm such a lover of like technology and I am like a techno optimist. And I believe that like technology can make the world significantly better. Um, but I think the problem is that like we're saying we're in this weird in between time and things are just really messy and toxic. And like we live in late capitalism and everything's kind of falling apart. And I think it's hard to mm-hmm. navigate that. Like there's zero media literacy. Like you said, a lot of people just find out about me from like sort of fake controversies from like Fox news. Cause Tucker Carlson is always yelling about me. Um, right. And so, but it's like, it's weird. I don't know. It doesn't bother. It's weird. Me. Like what's like, happening. I'm just like, okay. Like it feels, I, I don't know. It's funny because I live in LA and I feel like the only other people that sort of understand this are people that also, you know, deal in the, in the public have, Mm -hmm. have like very public facing jobs. Um, sure. But if you don't, I think it's hard to understand. Like my parents are always like, Mm -hmm. what, why are they yelling? You know, like, you're like an avatar of something, you know, people just just project so much. Cause you're mediated. Yeah. And people just like, I mean, they've, they create this whole like personality that's literally not, I mean, if you follow my like meme page, you know, my personality and my sense of humor, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, but like, if you go online and Google me, it's in, it's like, it's insane. It's like fan fiction. It's like, um, yes. like Taylor Lorenz, like woke scolds, like X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, I, what, like, what language are they speaking? Said like any of this stuff. Like, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not me on the internet at all. Right, so, right. It's it, not not you though. Too. It has real life effects on your life. I'm sure. Right. Well, it totally affects my life because these people have like turned my entire life upside down so many times, and it's been, you know, I've had to deal with like the real world's physical dangers right. too because of it. And same with my parents and my whole family. Um. So that that's been scary and hard. And it just it to me, it just shows how susceptible people are to just believing these narratives they see on the Internet. Right. Right. Like the like you said, maybe media illiteracy coupled with like mechanisms for belief, maybe or voices that perceived voices of authority, giving meaning, assigning meaning to things in a haphazard way. Yeah. Um, And just like how things get politicized. And I think there's so much like anti-media sentiment. And mm -hmm. um, so it's just, yeah, definitely there's just a lot of like narrative driving. Um, Yeah. There's like a, obviously like America is very polarized and there's this force almost of like 
this dance between these two forces. It's like very funny uh, to see. I don't know. Like I, people are really caught up in a dance, I would say. Yeah. I, <laughs> every time I like log on to Facebook or check my message requests, it's just like hundreds and hundreds of messages from people just saying like the most fucked up stuff. And just, I'll just be like, where do they get this idea that this is me or this is, whatever yeah Um, yeah I think I think due to the shift that you pointed out is happening and the kind of feeling that we are losing all meaning and evolving into chaos and the west is falling or something yeah um like all of that is I guess like the symptom of like you're experiencing symptoms of that basically yeah I'm kind of curious about if you have any ideas about like storytelling and narrative because you're telling stories or trying to, I guess you're not telling stories because in journalism, you're just stating the facts. I don't know. Yeah. As a writer, you're writing stories and the goal is to, you know, get to the truth of the situation and also inform readers and help them know something about the world. Like every story I do, I try and use it to kind of, um, inform people about something related to the internet like you know what is some kind of trend reveal or what is some power dynamic and things like that um and certainly working in the media you just see narratives emerge and like how things are pushed like different groups will Mm -hmm. kind of like flock to different narratives and influencers will start repeating things and just within media like there's really powerful people within media that I've seen have enormous influence on news organizations that I've worked at and that's really wild to see from the inside too sometimes you're like oh you know sometimes like when I got into journalism I was like wow you know everyone's here because we want to explain the world and educate people and tell the truth and then you realize there's a lot of people that are not in it for that and um yeah so that's like you know that was crazy to realize like once I got into the industry but you know my whole beat is about like content creators and sort of the the newer media ecosystem like TikTok and stuff like that um legacy Mm -hmm. media is extremely flawed in a lot of ways and um so I'm interested in how like these new platforms are replacing legacy media and like what the downsides and upsides are yeah it's definitely it's a bit frightening but there's no other way I guess so I know (laughs) I'm scrolling TikTok too but it's like sometimes really dark to just be online too much do you ever feel like it's to your detriment to consume so much I guess since you're producing a lot too it probably doesn't feel that bad yeah I it's a mix like the pandemic has been really really hard because I feel like I feel like I was online a ton but I was also hanging out with friends when I was living in Brooklyn and like seeing friends all the time and it was fun and then the pandemic hit and I'm severely immunocompromised and dealing with a lot of health stuff. So like I'm way, way, way more isolated than any Mm. of my friends. And so it's just been like, I feel like I'm online way more and in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Like forced more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I think it's been pretty dark, but yeah, to grapple with that, especially if you're immunocompromised, you just have to deal with so many more, so much more anxiety, I guess, and fear than another person might. So yeah, um, it's crazy because people don't, you know, there's millions of people that are immunocompromised of like of all ages. And, um, I mm -hmm. lost, you know, several 
I had a lot of people I know have died during the pandemic, including close friends of mine, like, um, and, Mm -hmm. you know, even like a girl I lived with and just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been so hard to like sort of deal with all this death, deal with your own mortality by grappling with these like health problems. And then like also trying to survive this like deadly pandemic where like you are extremely at risk so it's just i feel like i'm in a horror movie sometimes <laughs> and i'm just like I online mean, all day watching twitch like uh. being remotely controlled by a computer through your brain yeah but so i guess did like you know confronting mortality in a severe way like thinking do you do you feel like, oh my God, God hates me? Like, or God, like, why would God do this to me? Or did you ever consider God in these dark times or why anything, like, you know, the big questions, like why and stuff like that? Yeah. And that's the end of our free episode this uh, week. If you want to listen to the rest of the conversation, there's about 30 more minutes with Taylor on our Patreon page, which is just patreon.com slash I need God we talk about being online during the pandemic conspiracies about taylor about her crying on msnbc a little bit about her new book and her writing rituals we talk about the carolyn calloway subreddit and more so if you'd like to listen to this full episode and other full episodes it's only three dollars a month to start at patreon.com slash i need god and we also have a discord that you'd be able to join and i send out perks and I preview merchandise. It's just really fun. And you help support this project if you enjoy um, me making these episodes. It is super meaningful to me and it keeps me going. Thank you so much. At the end of every episode, we say a prayer for those who join us at the angel tier and above. These are the people who I rely on most to keep me going. Let's all close our eyes and pray for Kate, Allison White, Carson Reeves, Colin G, Dakota Garcia, Gavin, Jenna, Sarah, Kylie Gurley, Nicole, Rachel, Tori Folk, and Tyler Hill. Lord, hear our prayer.